Welcome to John 316 Ministries. We are back for yet another great podcast. We have so much in store for you guys with this podcast and we can't wait for you guys to hear it. So a little bit of a, some news about John 316 Ministries I'd like to talk to you guys about. We are at 93 downloads for us. That is huge and we're God is moving mountains with us. We can't we can't believe everything that's, you know, coming along. We have some other things in mind that we're going to be working on. Wow. One of them is we're going to be doing Facebook Lives. So stop in. Um, find us at John 316 Ministries, spelled out, not J or John 316. So join us, like, and follow us, and uh, help us spread this journey and grow in God's name. So. Man. For this life, it's or for this podcast, it's hope in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So with me, I have Pastor Dennis Porter back for another great podcast. Welcome back, Pastor Dennis. Amen, Pastor Jay. Looking forward to this. I think we got a good topic for today. I'm been uh, been working on about the last few days, and uh, like you have, and I think it's really going to be uplifting and uh, helpful to a lot of people. I know it has been to, to me and you. Yes, I'm excited about it. You know, whenever we talked about doing hope i thought man it's gonna be easy and you know after praying about it and really talking to god about you know the content that comes with this and the message and he's really conflicted me on this i mean i to me i thought hope is just something real small but to a christian it's so much more than that and so with this i'm really excited about it yeah to like you said to a christian it does mean a lot and and to us we hope we hope that we can share with uh, maybe somebody who don't know God real well. And, and like you said, uh, uh, I was talking to the Lord just last night, the last couple of nights, and uh, my goodness, he come down on me and convicted me and, and said, listen to me, hope is not just a word. You know, hope is a, hope is a lot more meaningful than that. And, and he gave me a lot of things to look at on this. See, to start out with Romans fifteen thirteen, may the hope, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's that's really puzzled me this week. I know um, by studying this, I thought, Lord, you know, what are you what are you talking? You know, help me understand as a Christian, how important is hope as a, as a person? How can I let God show through me and hope and with like being able to share with people. And mm-hmm. so with him, that verse, it stopped me in my tracks and he brought me to my knees and he's like, child, you know, hope is so much more than just trust. You know, mm-hmm. we put our mm-hmm. hope in God because we know he's going to be there for us to uplift us, to help us grow as Christians. And so I just, I stopped and I was like, Lord, I've never, I, I thought all along that I put my hope and trust in you. But in all reality, did I really? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's been a tough one. I got well, I got one out of uh, Psalm sixteen nine, you know, and and I never really looked at it like as uh, Pastor Jay is. Hope not only desires something, you know, not only desires something. It's good, it's good for the future, and and it expects happiness it we need to expect something to happen mm-hmm. whenever we uh, talk to our Lord and we we go to Him with hope. We should expect something because our Lord Jesus loves us and it, it's good for us to expect something because it's going to happen if we keep our faith where it belongs. Exactly. You know, that's for me, I, with my struggle, you know, I struggle with 
I like to feel like I'm in control of a lot of situations in my life. And so whenever I talk to people, you know, in my own marriage as well, having, if I feel like trust and having control is a big issue of mine. And I know maybe with some other people as well, it's, we think that when it comes to relationship with God, you know, we give everything to him, we lay it at the altar but truth of the matter is, is sometimes we take it back. Mm-hmm. We've left it, but some of it comes back with us when we leave the church or whenever we leave wherever we're at. You know, rather your altar is at your house. However you worship, you can't take it back. And that's my problem. You know, it's like I use this example and I use it very vividly. So if I were to give you my address, my personal address and I were to tell you how to get from your location to where I'm located. For me, I'm going to give you every single building that you're going to pass. You know, rather it's a store, a house, whatever. I'm going to paint you this vivid picture. But if I were to give you another, another address, if I were to give you someone else's address, I could give you that address and turn 150 feet here, turn one half mile here, and then... Some people may understand what I'm talking about. Some people may think, yeah, I know how to do that. I can get there real quickly. But to me, I just overcomplicated a situation. I could have given you a GPS and point and say, yep, my address is this and this street, uh, this and this town, and make it so much easier. But I just overcomplicated it by giving you different, painting a picture of where I'm located and telling you to turn at one half mile And that's kind of how it is for me. I like control, and I admit that wholeheartedly because that's just what God has convicted me of. This is what he's telling me that I need to change. And so with that being said, I know that as much as I overcomplicate every situation, I know I'm not the only one. I know that there's a listener somewhere who understands exactly what I'm talking about because instead of, you know, looking at the Bible, thinking of it as a roadmap to being the Christians that we need to be, we read the verses and we twist the verses to fit however we're feeling that day instead of saying, yes, Lord, I understand what you're saying. But because we like to have a little bit of control for ourselves because it makes us comfortable, we overcomplicate it. We make it yeah. into a bigger problem than what it really is. Amen. Sometimes we were, we're afraid to get out of our comfort zone. Yes. And that's what you're saying. And you talk about the verses here in uh, Psalm 16, 7. It says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel, my heart. And you see, my heart. There we go. And we talk about being blessed. We need to come at him with an open heart. We need to let our, let our Lord know we're not afraid to open our old calloused heart. Because sometimes that's what keeps us from, from having a good blessing with him. He says, yes. my heart also instructs me in the night season. I will set set the Lord always before me. We need to put the Lord before all of our hope, all of our trust, and 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 take a hold of His old hand and let Him lead us instead of being afraid, afraid yes. of getting out of our comfort zone. And we need to let Him says, because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. I yes. shall not be moved. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to put my faith, my trust, my hope in our Lord and trust Him. Exactly. You know, if we look at John the Baptist, you know. God gave John the Baptist this big plan mm-hmm. to go baptize and to have people repent. He was called to preach to the kingdom of God and prepare 
The people for the Messiah is coming. Amen. That's our job. That's what Amen. we're supposed to do as well. And if we don't do that, if we don't help them understand who God is, to know that no one's perfect, to dump your heart to Him, to give, not oh, to give God. so much. That you, he doesn't want to just know your good days. He wants to know every single day in between. That's if you're right. having a moment, a personal breakdown, if you call it, that is fine because He wants to hear that. He wants to hear if you're having a bad day, a sad day, no matter what. Not just the good days, but everything in between. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be honest about how we're feeling. If you're mad at God, he wants you to know it. He wants you to he wants to feel how you're feeling because he knows. But if we're not honest to him about everything that we're going through, even though he already knows it, how are we really being honest with ourselves? Are we really being honest with him and our relationship with him? Because there's moments, and I don't know if you feel that way, where you're just, you're having a bad day and you're mad. You're mad at God for whatever you're going through. You're mad at God for how you're feeling. But you, you hold it in because you think, I can't tell God how I'm feeling because I don't want to upset him. And then you hold it and you hold it. And then you feel like one day you just explode with all this emotion because you don't know how to talk about it and to process it. Well, it's you know, like you were saying, Pastor. I'm sorry. It's like you were saying, huh? It was whenever you go to the altar and you lay your burdens down, like you're saying, if you're mad and you're angry and you're upset with people, you tend to take it out on Him. Well, whenever you go to the altar and you lay this burden down, like you said, you get up. If you don't leave it there, if you don't leave your trash and your garbage at the altar, it's not going to do you any good. It's really not. It, I mean, it's honestly, it's absolutely not. And that's where... You know, that's where I, I have that struggle, and I know that I'm not the only one going through them. And that's where, you know, I heard today read a message that whatever you're going through, find someone who's going through something similar. If you're having a bad day, you find that person who's having a bad day also, and you talk to them. If you have a personal disease you're going through, find someone in the same situation as you. Similar, you know, because we're not going to find someone in the same full situation, but someone who's going through what you're going through. And talk to them. You know, we have to find that accountability. And not only are we talking to someone who understands our situation, but you don't realize how much you're helping them as well. Well, like last night, that's a good example. Like last night, you know, I was I was reading this, I was studying on it, and I'm thinking, man, I need I need I need some help. I need somebody to talk to. And that's why whenever I text you and we got we got to talk about this. It helps it does help a lot to talk to somebody really that's does. going through this and understands, you know. Exactly. You don't you don't feel alone anymore. And that's, that's exactly what God wants is that fellowship to be able to talk. That's why churches are so important. And, you know, with so many of them closing down, I pray for them because we need our churches so much right now because worshiping at home is so good for whenever you cannot personally go to a church yourself. Mm -hmm. But you miss that fellowship, that accountability, that person and in that church that says, oh, you missed today. What are you doing? What's going on? You better get your butt back here. You know, someone that pulls you back in because they don't want you to miss out on the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, because they know, they know that if you miss one time, you can start missing more. And then eventually you find yourself out of church struggling and then that's when Satan can grab hold of you and say, yep, you're mine now, sorry. Mm -hmm. Because you start skipping. And that's where I love having a personal church to go to because 
you find so many good people, so many good Christians that you can hang out with, to talk with, to worship with, you know, that's, it's just not, there's so much to it. That's so amazing. And it's one of the blessed feelings ever, whenever you can find that. And that's, that's right. right now, we don't mean, you know, me and my husband, we don't got that right now because we're looking and we know we're missing something, you know, a church to call home. And it's not a good feeling because it just, it's like, you know, something's missing and something a part of you. And it's like, you know, God's been telling us, you know, hey, you better find yourself a church because mm-hmm. right now you're missing out. And it's Amen. so hard for Satan to grab you in those moments. And it's like we're saying, uh, Pastor Jay, hope, hope opens up our heart and lets, and lets God fill it with love. You know, that, and that's something we never, you go to our Lord, you expect him to be a loving, kind, caring father. And that's exactly what it is. And hope gets us whenever we let him fill our hearts with, with love. Hope gets us farther away from Satan because God, God's true love runs Satan out of our hearts. More, yes. more we let him to fill our heart with his love, the less room Satan has to get in there and aggravate and torment us and, and yes. pick at us and, and keep us down. Exactly. And that's, that's Satan's goal is to drag Christians, you know. Satan knows the Bible at the back of his hand, and I can't stress that enough because if he knows the Bible... He knows every single message in that Bible from front, from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelations. He can quote it word for word. And God wants us to know that. And why does he want us to know that? Because if Satan knows that, what can he do to you? How can he affect your relationship with Jesus? You know, because John pointed the people to Jesus regularly when the time came for Jesus to start his ministry. Mm -hmm. John pointed his disciples to Jesus and encouraged them to follow him. Amen. That's right. And by saying that, by saying that, I stress that when you find that personal time with Jesus, time to worship, to fellowship, you know, I daily have to pray that Satan leave me alone. I sometimes Ooh, have to amen. scream it because I'm trying to fellowship with Jesus. I'm trying to be the disciple that I need to be. But Satan still tries to bug you. You can be the best Christian ever and Satan can still mess with you. He still, because he wants us. And he wants us because we're Christians, because we're doing something good in our life. We're helping people. And that's why he wants you. He wants to drag you down because he wants to be able to tell Jesus he got one of his good followers. Mm -hmm. He's able to take them down one for one. Amen. But we can't let him. And if you have to scream it at the top of your lungs, Satan, be gone. In there the name of the Jesus, the Holy Father, leave me alone. Scream it there because you, you will feel better. And it says here, Pastor Jay, in 71 3, Psalm 71 3, it says, Be my strong refuge to which I may resort continually. You have given me commandments to save me, for you are my rock and my refuge. Yes. Our Lord Amen. Jesus is our rock and our refuge. And sometimes, sometimes what happens is we just, Satan, Satan picks on us to the point to where if we're not careful, it, it gets us tired. It gets us wore out. And, and that's, what I, that's what I got right here. We, we just get tired of the fight. And sometimes we just give in. But we can't do that. We've got to stay strong in our Lord because he will, he will take care of our problems. He will fix us. Exactly. But we have to go to him. We have to know whenever Satan is picking us, we have to get tired of him and say, Jesus, I'm tired of Satan like you said. Get out of my way. Get behind me, Satan. The Lord is my Lord and my Lord and Savior. Be gone. Exactly. And that's where, 
you know, I have to remind myself that hope can also be a very dangerous thing for Christians. You know, your greatest wounds may be tied to unreal and unrealized dreams, unrecognized dreams, or unexpected unexpected disappointments. And that happens, you know, that happens so much because in the times, our greatest times of our life, you know, we often get ahead of Jesus. We think, oh, I got this. I don't need Jesus That's anymore. Right. I can do this on my own. And we try. And then we get to where we're so far ahead of Jesus. And then we wonder, why is this not working out? That's it. And then we forget, well, he does close doors sometimes. He closed doors, but he opens new ones. And that's when we have to remember that our greatest disappointments, God knows what we're going through, but our greatest disappointments in life can also be the biggest blessings we've ever received because God is opening you a door, a door full of hope, but you cannot get mm -hmm. ahead of him. You have to follow along. And sometimes we can get so far ahead and think, oh, you know, yeah, God's doing this. God's, you know, opening doors and you get excited and then you wonder why it's not working. You wonder why God's not blessing it anymore. It's not blessing it because you're not listening to him. And you know, and you know, sometimes, Jay, uh, like we was talking last night, we can go, we can go to our knees and we can ask, we can ask the Lord Jesus for help. Mm -hmm. But if we're not serious, it's not going to happen. And like, like what we was talking last night, if we're not serious, it, it's not going to, it's not going to take effect. And then what happens? We were in the same shape we was. I mean, we, we go to the Lord for hope and hope that he's going to help take care of us because like we said, sometimes, sometimes we can pick on and hurt those who is closest to us. Absolutely. Um, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, me and Michael have talked about this a lot. You know, we have moments in lives, our, our life, just here recently, it's been an uphill battle. We get going and then it's just like everything shatters and you feel like you've never got anywhere. And, you know, here recently, it's just been so much going on and so much pressure and so much heartache and hurt that we think, why is God doing this? Why is God you know, putting us through all this pressure and all this hurt. And, you know, sometimes I just had to ask God to really help me understand what I'm going through. But in the beginning of it, I wasn't serious. I wasn't, I didn't really actually give him the problems that I should have given him. I didn't lay them at the altar because I picked them back up and I carried them with me. And then I wonder why I'm going through the same situation over and over again. And it's because Deep down, I didn't want to let go. I wanted to hold on to what I was going through because it felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then, well, as we all know what happens, the cycle repeats. And sometimes you just have to just tell God what you're going through. Tell, you know, lay it at his feet. And that also means the problems in your relationships too. You know, me and Michael, we get moments where we just butt heads and it's, you know, we can't get along and then we think oh my gosh you know why we're here again we were just here not very long ago and we hurt each other and it's really because deep down we were also hurting well, but we, we didn't we, know how to talk about it we gotta admit sometimes uh jay we gotta admit that that we don't know how to fix it but yes. yet sometimes being human we're so stubborn and contrary we won't admit it, and then whenever we whenever we don't admit it, Jesus just throws his hands up and says, "Okay, you you think you're just his bad person? Have at it." 
But the thing about it is we need to realize if we don't get it fixed, we don't go to the Lord with our hope, with our love, and say, Jesus, I'm tired of being this way, then we go we continually. Like you said, we continually hurt and step on those who we love the most because they will take it. They won't they'll just take it on the chin and walk away instead of and and it's it's just it's hurtful all the way around. It really is. And that's, you know, me and Michael, we've gotten to the point where now like when we start doing that to each other, we start if I, I got to the point where I was looking at him and I'm just thinking, What are you doing? You know, and he looks at me like, Well, what do you mean what I'm doing? Like and we I just tell him I flat out get to the point where I tell him, you know, why are we acting like this? And it's gotten to the point where we just realized that what Satan was doing. And as much as we know that God is with us, we have to pray. We have to give God the control that we desperately want. Because in life, you know, it's all about control. You know, the situations, you feel like you have to control your situations. You feel like you have to control every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. And then becoming a Christian, you have to let that control go. And it's a, such a hard feeling. Because deep down, like I said earlier, it's so comfortable. It's hard to let something go whenever sometimes in the back of your mind, you may not personally be thinking it, but it's there. It's, I can control the situation better because how can God handle it? He handles everything else in life. And then we have to think, exactly, he handles everything else in life, so why can't he handle our situations? Mm. Right. But Satan doesn't want that. Satan wants us to keep that control because he can grab that control and use it to our advantage. And that's where we have to, you know, with hope. Hope is also about trust. It's trusting God. It's trusting that he knows what he's doing. It's trusting that if he can handle this world, he can hold it by the palm of his hand. That's right. Our problem is really not a problem. No, we make it the problem. Exactly. We make it that way because we are so stubborn, like I said, hard-headed. We feel, oh, I can't give this up. You know, sometimes... Sometimes Satan will tell you though, hey, you got the upper hand on that one there. You really, you really put a jab in there, and yes. and in your old carnal way, it makes you feel like somebody. Now you are somebody, but not somebody in Jesus. That ain't that ain't the way of the good Lord. And and like you were saying, I mean, I've been going through a tough time myself with with somebody, and and I've been saying some things that I shouldn't be texting some things that I shouldn't be, and Lord convicted me of it. And I'm glad that he did because I kind of took a step back and man, that is not, that is not Christian. That is not the way God would have me to do this. Yes. I can really understand what you're saying because it's just, it's like as times, you know, the, you can be the best Christian you can ever, but it doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you don't go through situations. It doesn't mean that Satan can't get a hold of you. And that's where, you know, right. a lot of times I don't know about you, but you, I just get so hard on myself. Like, oh, I should not be acting. I should not be doing that. And I just nail myself. And then sometimes God has to get a hold of me and say, what are you doing? Why are you being like that? You know, he reminds me that I, too, can make mistakes. We I can be your will. worst enemy. Yeah, that's exactly it. And we are. You know, we take that hope that we have and we shout at ourselves because we just get so down and then God has to remind us and give us the hope and put it back together and say, no, just repent. Yeah, give this to me. We're just human. You know, sometimes we sometimes we think we're better than that. But no, it, 
we're human. And, and yeah, he sometimes, like you said, he has to just kind of get a hold of you and say, hey, you make mistakes. That's what I'm here for, to show you these mistakes. And, and, and he will quicken our spirit. He will quicken our mind if we pray and we ask him. See, Peter's first letter is written to Christians in conflict. Since following Jesus, they have not found the peace or safety or prosperity or relief that they might have expected. This world and their lives continue to be married by inconvenience, disease, disappointments, persecution, and even death. You know, they experienced trials back then that we do now. And we think, well, they don't understand. They didn't. They're not living in the times that we're living in, but in fact, they actually lived it worse than we did. They lived it where their trials were, were painful. You know, they walked with God. They were with him every minute. You know, not exactly every minute, but they were able to be with him to walk. But yet they, but we don't think because God, you know, God's not here with us right now. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is he is. Oh, he's more so than he ever was. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he's he's in our hearts. And if he's in our hearts, how can we expect to go through these trials alone? Because we don't. He is with us, holding us. And as Christians, if you took that, if you said when you were baptized, when you're getting saved, when you're getting baptized, if you took those words to heart and you really meant them and you just asked God to come in your heart to change you to be a better Christian, if you meant them with every fire of your body, then these trials that you're experiencing, they're hard and they're painful, but he's right there with you. He's in your yeah. heart. Yeah, we all, we're going to go through hard times. You know, like they were saying, he never promised us a rose garden. And yeah, we, we go through these tough times, but it's our faith and our trust. I'd like to, like to read this right here and share it with you. It says, we now have peace with God, which may, which may differ from, Peaceful, peaceful feelings such as client calmness and uh, tranquility. Peace with God. Peace with God means that we have we have canceled with with Him, and there is there is no more hostility between us. No sin blocking our relationship. Took God took care of that sin. He went to the cross and He took care of this this sin. He was nailed to the cross. We don't got to deal with it anymore. Peace. With God is possible only because Jesus paid the price for our sins through his death on the cross. Like I Amen. just said, he paid for our cross. He paid for our sins on the cross because he loves us, because he wants to put that hope and peace in us, which we need as Christians. We got to have it. We, we can't, yes. we don't, like you said, we don't walk alone. I don't know. Do you get road rage real bad when you're driving? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as I do too, and the reason I ask that is because 1 Peter 3, 9 tells us, Do not repay evil with evil or insult yes. with insult. Amen. On contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may not, you may inherit a blessing. And that, the reason I say that is because, you know, a part of hope and having that hope in God is that... We must turn the other cheek. We must remember that when someone makes us mad, when we're going through a tough situation, we have to turn the other cheek. We have to let them smack the other one if that's what it means. But we were to hold what we, the anger inside and just let, give it to God and say, God, I, I can't do this on my own. I, I can't. I'm going to say something if I, 
you know, we got to just be calm and give it to God and say, bless you. And as much as that makes them mad, because it, it definitely does. I don't mm-hmm. know if you told someone, you know, that was real angry, bless you. They give you a real dirty look. But you did not say something you regret. And you're holding on to that hope because that hope is in Jesus. He has it. He's there with you. And if you really hope in him, you're saying, I can do this because God's got it. God's got it. I can live through this because God's got it. And that more than anything is such a greatest blessing knowing that your situation is such a tiny piece of trial and hurt and anger that we're going to go through down on this earth. But one day, he's going to come back and praise the Lord because we don't got to live through this no more because we're with him now. But the thing about it is, Pastor Jay, he's got it if we give it to him. Exactly. If we just, if like like we've been saying all through this here, if we don't give it to him, he he can't fix it. He won't fix it. He's he's a gentleman and he's a kind, loving father. But he he ha- we have to admit that we, we we can't control it, and we we run this track, we run this thing, plumb off the tracks, and now we've got to say, okay, Jesus, I need your help. And like I said, take his old nail-scarred hands and he will pull us up on the tracks again. But we got to let him. And that's exactly what we have to do is to really give him the problem. You know, we have to let go of that control issue that we have, that trust issue. Whatever holds you back, whatever problem that you have that you feel like it's, you feel like you can't let it go because Mm -hmm. you don't. One, you don't know how to feel without it. You don't know how to live without that problem. And sometimes it's gonna it's gonna feel weird. It's gonna feel off because you're not used to not having control anymore. Yeah. But and I say but vividly because when you actually give that situation to God, you feel better. And if you feel better without that situation, because you know it's handled, you know. He's going to handle it because he knows what's best for us. We have to let him handle it. We can't take it back because we have to have control anymore. Give that control to him. Lay at the cross, wherever your altar is. If you have to build an altar, do it. But lay it there and don't pick it back up anymore. Don't pick up that garbage and walk around with it. Let it go and you will feel better with time. It doesn't happen right away because things don't happen right away like we want them to. Mm-hmm. But with God, they happen when they're supposed to. Well, like you're saying, uh, Jay, right here in Romans 5, it says, And not only that we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not, does not, uh, let me turn the page. Hope does not. Just this point, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. See, poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Yes. The Holy Spirit who was given to us. Never our Lord Jesus went to the cross. He said, I will not leave you or forsake you, but I will send the comforter to take care of you. He sent his Holy Spirit down here because he knew we we still had to have hope and had to have help. So he sent the Holy Spirit down here to help take care of us. Exactly. You know, the Holy Spirit's with us. He's, it's in our heart. It's within us. If we really want God, 
And if we have truly accepted the Lord and Savior, and we were baptized Christians, submerged in the water of the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is within you, when you actually meant what you said, because God knows if we're being serious or not. No, he knows. you're not sincere. It ain't going to work. Exactly. And if you are truly sincere, the Holy Spirit's with you. It's within you. And it's walking with you. It's helping you through all the problems that you have experienced. You know, God knows we're not going to be perfect. He knows we're going to say things and do things that we do not mean. But we repent and give it to him. We ask him for hope. We ask him for what we need in life. And sometimes he'll give it to you. Oh, he'll give it to you. And I shouldn't say sometimes because he will. But it may sometimes be more than what we can handle. And why I say that is because I don't know if you ever have asked for strength. And there is times where the strength that I was given, I couldn't, I was just, I was like, Lord, you really gave me strength. I mean, you took that one seriously. And he gives us so much strength. And sometimes, you know, Satan gets into us. And aggravating and picking on us. And sometimes you, you just, you're calm. But really, in reality, you're like, oh, man, I just, if the Lord hadn't given me that strength, I'm just going to mm-hmm. pound him. I'm just going to, you know, say things. And the Lord means, the Lord means what he says. He's never lied to us. He's never hurt us. We as Christians have to remember who he is and what he done and why he did it. He did it for us. Mm-hmm. He went to the cross for us. And because he did that. Because he took that kind of pain for us. He wants us to live a good life. Well, he, we have to ask for forgiveness daily. And yes. Sometimes people, sometimes Christians, we, well, I asked forgiveness yesterday. I prayed for him yesterday. I prayed for him a week ago. He says daily ask forgiveness. Not just once in a while, but daily. He knows we sin each and every day of our lives. And he wants us to ask because one of the reasons is, is whenever we ask him for that forgiveness, we're coming to him. We're talking to our Lord, our Father. Yes, that's what he wants. That's that's why I mentioned earlier. He wants us to come at all worst parts of our lives. You know, not just the good ones because we should pray because it's been a good day. But if it's been a bad day, talk to him. Tell him what you're going through. Be sincere and wholehearted about it. If you mean what you say, if you talk to him and you just lay it out there, you know, not only does that, is that comforting to him, but it's strengthening to your relationship with him. Well, sometimes you just have to choke on your pride. Exactly. And go to him. You know, sometimes, like you said, you're mad, you're aggravated. Oh, last thing I want to do is talk to the Lord. Well, you need to choke back on your pride and go ahead to him because because he's standing there waiting. And the problems that you're going through, he wants to help you, but he's not going to unless you ask. Exactly. And that sometimes we think, oh, nah, I, I, I can't ask that. I can't, I can't tell Jesus that. You're wrong. Mm. So wrong. Because yes, he wants you to ask him. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to mean what you say. And we have sometimes, you know, I don't know about you, but you getting on your knees and just begging, talking to God, praying to him, asking for repentance. And sometimes I still to this day ask him to come into my heart to change me for the better. You know, because I know he's there. But I do it because I want him to know how much I want him. I want to tell, I should phrase it, I want to tell him how much I want him. Because although he knows it, I still just love the feeling whenever I ask him to come back, to come to my heart to change me because I still feel better. I still feel the way I did when I first asked him. And I know that if I continue to ask him and just show him 
Lord, I want you. I want this relationship with you. I want to be a faithful Christian and work on it every single day. Not only is my relationship better, mm -hmm. but it's more sincere and honest. Even though I have to bite my tongue and get on my knees and cry and tell him what I'm going through. And the worst moments, you know, sometimes it's really hard, like you said, to swallow that pride and do it, you know, because as Christians, we are very prideful people, you know. Yeah, and, and at times, it. times it's hard to get on your knees. It's hard, hard more ways than one because it's just you got to, you got to, like you said, choke on the pride. And another time, it, it's just hard to get down there because you got arthritis in them. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus, this is going to hurt. I hope you <laughs> don't mind if I make this short. <laughs> yes, and he understands, you know, he knows. And that's where, you know, even Peter, Peter connects this life, the God, God's man life after death witnessed by hundreds and celebrated at Easter with your hope. Believer, if Jesus lives, you will live. God established and secured your hope when he raised his son. And Jesus is alive. Amen. 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 I can't stress that enough. He is alive. He's with us. You know, and that's where with the Holy Spirit, you know, we should test the Holy Spirit. And that's where, with hope, you know, if we really have that hope and love in God that we say we do, that also means we can't test and say, yep, Lord, if you're real, make this come true, because that's what Satan did. And as Christians, we should know that it's going to happen. Not mm -hmm. in our way, but his way. That's right. Amen. And there's times, too, you know, we think, well, I'll make a deal with the Lord. I, I, mm -hmm. Jesus, I won't sin no more if, you, if you'll answer this, this prayer. I'll quit doing this if you'll help me, if you'll, if you'll uh, answer this prayer. Well, there's no deals. You know, these, Jesus yes. made a deal earlier. I'll make a deal. I'll come down there to heaven. I'll come down to earth. I'll make a deal. I'll go to the cross and take care of your sins. After that, it, you, there's no deals. You either accept him the way it is or it's just not, it ain't going to work. Exactly. And I, you don't want to be that person that doesn't trust in him. And then at the last minute, you know, there's so many times at the last minute that people wait until they're, they can't breathe, where they're in the hospital bed. They know it, that their time is coming. And they finally ask the Lord to come into their life. And, you know, sometimes you think, why do they wait? Why, you know, why now are they doing this? Because it's hard to have talk to those people because, you know, trying to talk to God about them and to really work on that relationship to help them understand. But you can't understand what they're saying. And sometimes, you know, we can't wait. You know, if you want that relationship with God, if you want to have that kind of faith, don't wait to the last minute. Take it, build it, and grow it while you still can. Because at the last minute, we think we all will be saved and the world is going to be fine. But God doesn't tell us that. In fact, he tells us the opposite because he doesn't want us to wait. He doesn't want us doesn't want us to be safe at the last minute because at that point in time, your faith isn't going to be where it needs to be. No. And we have to remember that. Amen. Amen. We've got to remember. And, uh, and, like, and like you're talking there, uh, Pastor Jay, so many people think, oh, it's been going on like this for hundreds of years. It ain't, he, he ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to remember. A day on earth, a day in heaven is like a thousand years on the earth. One way or another, like that. I forget how it goes, but yeah, you just, you don't know when the last, you're going to draw your last breath. You may not have that second to uh, ask Jesus to forgive you. You may have to 
Take it to when you get the chance. He will open the door. So many people just think, well, I've never seen him. I've, he's never never opened the door for me. Yeah, he has. He's always, he's always opening the door. Sometimes we just ain't looking in the right way. And that's in fact exactly what it is. We get lost in this world and we get dragged and turned around. And then we think, well, what what's going on? You know, you get lost and that's where this life is actually pretty simple. It's very simple but we make it complicated, just like the Bible. You know, if you are a true believer, the Bible is so simple to read and to understand. If you really believe, if you trust it with your whole heart and let God guide you, he'll guide you to passages that you need. He'll point you in the right direction, but we complicate it. We make things so much harder to understand than what it should be because as people, as humans, we don't know how to live a simple life. No. And that's where that's where we get lost and complicated and switched and turned around because that's how we are. And we think, well, that's how we are. It should stop, that's how it should stay because Adam and Eve did their thing. You know, now we have to pay the price. But the reality of it is, though, we would still do the same thing that they did. Mm -hmm. We do the same thing. Maybe, not the, maybe we don't bite the fruit of the good and evil, but we still go against God. We still sin. And at the end of the day, even the next generations to come, you know, however long this world should be, they will do the same thing. Repentance. To repent. To give to, give to God. To tell Him what we're going through. To lay all our burdens down at the cross to where we can get up and walk and free. And no, it doesn't mean we should do it again and continue the cycle. We should learn from our mistakes. We should learn and should grow as Christians. And if we're not growing, if we're not being sincere, we're going to miss the chance to walk in the kingdom of God That's because right. of our stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you know, uh, Adam and Eve, we don't have to, we, we have to pay the price, but we don't pay it alone. And Jesus will help walk us through it. And, and the price is costly. And you think like, well, the price is costly. Yeah, you got to give up sin. Mm -hmm. Doggone you. You got to give up that crooked way of life. Man, I really enjoyed that. But you, you can't you can't have it both ways. Yeah, you can't exactly. have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. You, you, to, to walk with Jesus means you give up the sinful life. Uh, no matter how much you enjoy it. And Satan will put all kinds of flashy things out there. Now, you ought to have is you, you walk with me and I'll make you a rich person. How many rich people do you have you ever heard of? It's just as miserable as they can be. And how many poor people walk, poor folk walk around here, barely can scratch up enough uh, nickels to rub together, and and they're just as happy as they can be. Exactly, and that's where you you have to look at that and think, yeah, you know, that's exactly what happens. You know, I would rather be broke every single day of my life and be happy than to have all the money in the world and think, oh, yeah, I could go buy this, I could go buy that. Truth of the matter is, I'm going to be miserable because I can buy everything. You know, when you buy something and you know you bought it because you earned that money because God blessed you, that feeling is the best feeling you have. You can never have. It's exciting. It's thrilling because God gave you that blessing. But to have all this money and think, yeah, I'm going to be happy because I can go do whatever I want. The fact of it is, is yes, that's a nice way to live, but it's not very happy either because well, like you're saying, you know, that, that's what's been our topic, Joe. The hope in Jesus gives us love and peace where we don't have to think we have to have money all the time. We don't have to be loaded. 
hope in hope in our Lord Jesus gives us peace and love to live the way we have the way we need to live according to him today. So let me ask you, Pastor Dennis, with your relationship with God now, how much better is it now with the hope in Jesus that you have than what it was when you first started out? Oh, it's um, it's unbelievable because like I was saying, the things I've been going through lately with, with the certain people, if I didn't have this hope, I would be saying and doing some things that I shouldn't be. But it's so much better today because I have a Lord to follow, to lead me and guide me and direct me through these things that I'm going through. Exactly. You know, God's love is a true, pure love. There's nothing like it to know that he died for your sins, for you, so for you to be forgiven. And guys, I tell you today, as we're about to end things with this podcast and live today, I tell you guys that it's never too late to ask God into your life. But don't wait Amen. until you take your last breath. Ask Him while you still can. Ask Him whatever while you're living and breathing. Ask Him to change you. And if you need help, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on our website, the podcast. Reach out to us because we will help you. There's churches surrounding you that want nothing more for you to walk in and ask for Jesus' life, to ask to be Man. a believer of God, to repent, to be a baptized believer. That You can talk to people surrounding you. You can talk to us. I just trust that because at the end of the day, that's what God wants. This love is pure. It's true, and it will change your life if you want it. So I beg you guys today, don't wait. So as we end to things today, we are so glad to have you guys. We are blessed to have you guys and can't thank you enough. Thank you, Pastor Dennis, for joining Amen. me for another great podcast. Glad to be here. It's so much fun to have you on here. And guys, we are we thank you and we pray for you guys each and every day to ask God to be in your hearts, to yes. love and grow in him. Yes. And so we thank you and we can't wait to see you on our next podcast.